Hi, and welcome into another edition of the Front Office. This abbreviated edition is brought to you in part by Rock Spring Financial Group. Rick Metzger and his team of professionals work with many lenders, and their goal is to find the right one to fit your mortgage needs, whatever they are. If you are seeking financing for a dream home, beach home, rental property, get the right fit with Rock Spring Financial. Others have taken my suggestion and walked away from the table smiling ear to ear. Call them today at 443 801 6389. That's 443 801 6389. Brian, the Ravens claimed tackle Brandon Knight off waivers recently let go by the Cowboys. The Ravens also claimed James Carpenter, a guard and former first round pick of the Seattle Seahawks, and Carpenter's out of the University of Alabama. What would you expect the cap implications to be with these acquisitions? Sure. So um, Carpenter's um, the easier one. He's the cleaner one, I guess we'll say, because he's going on to the practice squad. He'll make 14 K a week on the practice squad. So for the rest of the year, that's 168,000. They do have an open spot on the practice squad right now by virtue of uh, Ely's uh, six game suspension. So he just served one this past week. So for now, uh, Carpenter just slides in that 168 will fully count on the cap. Um, and then once Ely's suspension is up, um, they would have too many guys on this practice squad and they would have to make a move there. Uh, but they've got five weeks to figure that one out, obviously. Uh, Knight comes on to the cap. Um, there's gonna ha- there has to be a corresponding move. Um, they, the, the, um, Finally, for the first time this year, right. after Sunday's game, the roster was at uh, 53. So um, that corresponding move would seemingly based on uh, I, I'm kind of assuming based on Harbaugh's comments of yesterday, uh, that may well be um, Ronnie Stanley going on IR. Um, if that happens, Stanley still counts fully as he does. And Knight will count. um basically 12 eighteenths of his $850,000 base salary. So he'll only count 567 against the cap or 567 K against the cap, um, which doesn't sound like a lot and normally isn't, but when you only have 2 million that's uh, in cap space, that's a quarter of your available cap space. Um, but they've obviously they've got to do what they've got to do. And it certainly looks like, you know, if Stanley's coming back, he's not coming back anytime soon, um, you know, and uh, whether he's now opting for surgery instead of trying to rehab, I guess that will uh, be uh, determined or announced soon. Now, I know that Andre Smith has bounced back and forth from the practice squad. I think he's been elevated five times, if I'm not mistaken. And three of those were COVID related. So they got three free hall passes, so to speak. What do you think this means for his future in, in Baltimore? Could they let him go? And if they do, are there any corresponding cap savings there? Well, no, there are no caps. There, well, there's no, yeah, well, there's cap savings. And that's part of the, the Ely Carpenter, um, you know, what I, what, what I was explaining earlier. Um, right now, they don't need to make a move with Smith, and he's only counting 14000 on the cap each week. So it, it's, it's not that they have to make any decisions soon. Uh, obviously, if they need to bring somebody onto the practice squad in, you know, in the coming weeks before Ely's back, or then once Ely comes back, they're going to have to make a move. So, I mean, for the time being, having him sitting on the practice squad 
I guess isn't the worst thing in the world. I, I you know, I don't know how to put that properly. Uh, but you know, he, he, he's, he's just taking up a practice squad place at this point. He cannot be elevated anymore unless it's a COVID elevation. So um, he would have to be, if, if they wanted to move him up, he, it would have to be on the full uh, 53. And that causes some uh, greater capital implica- implications because he would be entitled to a quarter of his remaining salary through termination pay if he didn't last three or four weeks. So um, obviously, that, I don't think that's something they want to do, but having him there, I guess, is an emergency, at least until Ely comes back, perhaps, although they elevated him before Ely in the past. Uh, but now they do have Knight as the swing tackle, um, so they have a little more depth on the 53. Um, so, yeah, his having him around isn't as necessary, I guess we'll say, uh, but at this point, they don't have to do anything. He's a warm body, Brian. He's a warm body. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. So now if Stanley is to go on IR, as we expect, he has to stay there for three weeks. Now, just to clarify, does the bye week count towards one of those weeks? No, it is. It is technically three games. Okay. Um, everybody says three weeks, but obviously it depends on where the bye is. But it, he has to he has to sit out three games. Now, bigger picture, Brian, this is just me talking. I've heard nothing from the organization about this, but my observations of Ronnie Stanley is brings me to the conclusion that he doesn't really love football, that it's a job for him. And it would not shock me if in 2022, given this ankle injury that doesn't seem to be healing all that well, that we are informed of a press conference during which Stanley announces his retirement. Now, if that were to happen, what is the cap impact for the Ravens in 2022? Yeah, well, there's there's several different. I mean, the immediate impact is that his fully guaranteed nine point five million dollar base salary goes away. All of his future salaries go away. But there is at that point thirty one million in dead money from his signing bonus from his um option bonus and then from the restructure they did uh, earlier this year um, that would have to be dealt with Um, that that's an immediate issue so um, and right now he would only count 18 million against the cap so obviously you're you know there's a there's there's a you know there's a 13 doubt 13 million dollar you know hit a greater hit that would hit the cap now, uh, my guess is if that happened, um, they would probably process his retirement June 1, uh, after June 1, so that only $9 million would hit the cap, which actually saves $9.5 million for 2020 or 2022. But that would still leave $22 million to be dealt with uh, that would hit the cap in 2023. But, you know, we're hoping the cap's greater. So that from a cap perspective, that's probably the way they would handle it. Um, there, there are several variables in uh, now when a guy retires, um, there are different there are different ways that teams can go after some of that money. Um, but it's going to really depend on circumstances. I mean, there's the, the quote unquote Barry Sanders rule when when Sanders just walked away. If Stanley walked away, the Ravens could attempt to recoup. Um, a large part of that 31 million Stanley walking away, quote unquote, with a serious ankle injury. It, it really gets into 
you know, the, the nitty gritty of could he recover? Um, is he retiring be, re, truly because of the ankle? Um, teams don't have to go after the money. The Ravens didn't go after John Ogden's money. They didn't go after Ray Lewis's when they both retired. Uh, but obviously those were far different circumstances and those deals were done with the expectation that there was going to be dead money at some point. Um, the Ravens obviously didn't go into this deal with Stanley expecting to have to deal with 31 million if he retired. Now the, the inch, so it really will depend on the, the severity of the injury and could he return and is he, uh, el- this isn't the right way to say it perhaps, but eligible to retire, um, due to the injury or is he retiring because as you said he doesn't love football and if that's the case and doesn't feel like rehabbing and putting the time in but none of that would be resolved quickly um so the ravens would um you know at that point they would file to um recoup the the signing bonus and he would file a grievance and as we've seen with earl thomas sometimes these things don't get resolved quickly so for if that so, I think the bottom line, if that happened, and, and that would be another reason to use a post June one designation on Stanley, is you take your your nine million in dead money uh, in twenty twenty two, you save nine point five, which helps your cap for then, and you then you have that twenty two plus million uh, to hit twenty twenty three, and ideally by then, the grievance it's all resolved, and whether it's a settlement or what happens. Uh, or they lose and they got to deal with it. So, I mean, it's not pretty, um, but, you know, if, if it, it, it's the really, it's, it will come down to just how severe the, the ankle injury is. What happened with Eugene Monroe when he walked away? Um, they, I, they did not pursue his bonus money, um, if I remember correctly. Um, now he, he had injuries. So, I mean, yeah, unfortunately it's, it's, you know, here's your left, your left tackle of the future, quote unquote, and here we go again. Um, so yeah, no, they did not pursue, um, well, yeah, they didn't, to our knowledge, they didn't pursue it. It could have been part because when these things are resolved, they become part of what's called the adjustment on the following year's cap. Um, I'd have to go back and look. I don't think they had a great adjustment that year. So I would assume that they just let him walk. And, and he obviously he never played again. So it wasn't and he never tried to play again. Now, obviously, there, he was a little quirky himself. Um, and uh, so, yeah, but I don't think they did in that case. But it wasn't I'd have to go back and look, but it wasn't 31 million either. Now, just to recap the 2022 picture as it relates to Ronnie Stanley. If he plays, what is his cap figure in 2022? If he does, if he retires and the Ravens use a post June one designation, what's the cap figure? Sure. So the cap figure is 18.5, a little over 18.5 million. Um, If he retires and of that 18.5 million, 9.5 of that is guaranteed base salary which I'll come back to in a sec. So um, if he retires, they don't, they don't have to pay the, that guarantee goes away. That base salary goes away. So then left on the cap at that point is his bonus proration of just over 9 million. Um, If they, but if they take that hit off, they process that retirement in 2022, then the other 22 million for that are his prorations for 23, 24 and 25 um 
those accelerate and hit the cap, hit the 2022 cap. And then you're looking at the 31 million in dead money. So that's 13 million more than he would presently be expected to count. That's why I'd be almost certain they would process it post June 1, in which case only the nine, the little over 9 million bonus, his 2022 bonus proration stays on the cap, which actually saves them 9.5 million. But in 2023, that remaining 22 plus million would hit against the cap. All the other bonus prorations to 2023, 24, and 25 prorations all accelerate into 2023. Um, now, I, you know, we talking about retirement, if he's hurt, and I mean, he's obviously hurt. And I, I mean, I hate to say it this way, but, you know, why would he retire if he's got 9.5 million guaranteed next year? Um, uh, that is fully guaranteed. And it, of course, it would be injury guaranteed anyway. So why would he retire and not take the 9.5 million while quote unquote rehabbing? Um, you know, now again, you get into grievance there. If, if he's not really rehabbing, I guess the Ravens could try and avoid that. I don't think that would be very successful, but um, so, you know, obviously we don't know the severity of the ankle. Um, he tried, he obviously was trying to rehab. They didn't put him on IR and just say, we're done. You're done. So seemingly he was trying to get back and trying to avoid surgery. So, oh, I mean, I'll take that as maybe a positive sign that, you know, retirement really isn't in his, uh, you know, um, and whether, I guess, if he needs another surgery, I guess the question then is, you know, will that, you know, what's the prospect, what's the, the hope of, you know, how, how that will fix it. And if it's fixed, then retiring really probably isn't an option if, you know, if they, if the, the, Thing, if they feel the success that the surgery can be highly successful, it's just they need, he needs another one. Then the idea of retirement and him returning 31 million probably isn't very appealing to him. Doesn't look like any way you look at it, it's a good situation for the Ravens. Hopefully, Ronnie gets healthy sooner than later, and and maybe in after three the next three games he's back on the the active roster, assuming that he does go in IR. And he's back on the active roster and getting ready to play down the home stretch of the season. So I guess time will tell, but it's always interesting at one winning drive, Brian. And never a dull moment, that's for sure. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us. This is The Front Office. I'm Tony Lombardi. That's Brian McFarlane. And you've been listening to The Front Office on Russell Street Report. <laughs>